Hello, Norfolk Enjoyers. I'm Steph. And I'm Andrew. And you are listening to episode 12 of season three of the Norfolk and Good podcast. Over the past 36 episodes of the Norfolk and Good podcast... 36? I know. That's amazing. I know. Yeah. We have, we've got a lot of Norfolk chat in us, haven't we, Andrew? Um, we've talked about a lot of Norfolk things, haven't we? Um, yes. All sorts of days out, places to visit, historical things. Um, and we realised that one sort of subject that we hadn't really covered in depth, but that actually we've done a lot of enjoying of... Yes, one uh, of our favourites. Absolutely. Yeah. ...was um, our Norfolk museums. Yeah. And do you know under the Norfolk Museum Service there are ten museums? Can you guess? Can you guess straight name them all? Well, <laughs> I didn't know you were deaf to me. <laughs> do, you want, do you want me to? <laughs> I, right, I life can is name a them. test. I Go on and see. Them. Go on and hit me. Know. Right at ten, yeah. Yeah. Ten. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Norwich Castle. Yep. Obviously. Yeah. Time Tide. Yep. One of our faves. Both our faves actually. Yeah. Yeah. Gresnell. Yes. Can you tell me where they are as well for the listeners, please? Oh my goodness. You might not have been before. Well, I should have started locally. Yeah. Okay, Norwich Castle. Yeah. Norwich. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that's a bit sarcastic. Okay. Yeah. Time and Tide's in Yarmouth, Great yeah, Yarmouth. Great Yarmouth, yeah. Um, also in Great Yarmouth, I think it may be one, is the Toll House. Yes, yeah. 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 Is another one. Yeah. Um, oh, the Elizabethan House. Yes. In Great Yarmouth as well. Yeah. So that's those covered, I think, in Great Yarmouth. Yeah. Gresson Hall, mm-hmm. which is in Gresson Hall. Yeah. Near Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> How many have you counted? Is that um, five? Yeah, we've got the Bridewell, which is the Museum in Norwich. Yes, yeah. In Norwich. Yeah. Uh, Strangers Hall in yep. Norwich. I'm not counting up, but you count up. Um, <laughs> Ancient House. Ancient yes. House. Where's that? Fetford? Fetford, is it? I think. Yep. Fetford. Yeah. Yep. We've got two more. Two. <laughs> two more. <laughs> this is fascinating. This <laughs> yeah. Uh, One's on the Kel- coast. Cromer. Cromer oh, Museum. Okay. Of course, Cromer and Lynn Museum. Yes, in yeah. Kingsland. The Museum of Kingsland. Yeah. So spread all around the county: West Norfolk, East Norfolk, Norwich, and North Norfolk. Yeah, uh, 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 my brain is worn out now. <laughs> so, so what we what we realised was that of those ten museums, we've visited uh, pretty much all of them, yeah. some multiple times, yeah. and um, that they weren't a a discussion really, uh, a deeper discussion. So we've decided we're going to split this Norfolk Museums podcast into two. Very good. Yes. Much like good. we did the Norfolk Coast yeah. when we did that earlier back in... It's too big a topic. Two, it is. Yeah. It's too big a topic. But not only that, it deserves it, it, it deserves more time. shouldn't just be rushed through. No. Um, no because it is a fantastic... The days out um, at Norfolk Museums are one aspect of these amazing assets to our county, but also, mm. obviously, the, the, the connection to our history. Yeah. You know, and so they, I think they deserve a bit of depth. We also asked our um, our Instagram audience about their favourite museums, uh-huh. um, okay, yeah. and, and as ever, they fantastically came back with lots of um, lots of excellent answers. Uh, so this is from our enjoying Norfolk Instagram. Um, Maximilian Lobster said Norwich Castle <laughs> because that's where they started their career. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their career is. I mean, they are now a lobster, so. <laughs> So uh, we might have to delve a bit deeper. Yeah, uh, we should ask. DJS Polisher said, Strangers Hall, because I see something different every time I visit. Ooh. Oh, that's such a good answer, yeah. isn't it? I love that. And that is the great thing about museums. It is. Uh, Ruth underscore Hannay 55 said, Gresson Hall, because I love social history. Yeah, Ooh, absolutely. Good. Love yeah, that. Yeah. Um, Nemo Drinker said, Sheringham. Because it's deceiving from the outside, but a TARDIS with so much more inside for its size, plus well, a viewing tower. 
Yes, well, we we do have to mention mm. the, the ones I the ones I we were discussing. They were oh, part of the Norfolk Museum. Norfolk Museum so. service, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are there are others as well. Others, I know. Other museums Just as well. scratching the museum surface. Yeah. Is is the Sherringham Museum formerly known as the Mo? Yeah, it is still, still known right. as the Mo. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, that's a yeah. great museum as well, isn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, and then we've got. Um, uh, Boudicca Blue 14 said Norwich Castle. We went every Saturday as kids and I've taken my three boys too. Fabulous. And that leads us nicely and not at all planned (laughs) into what we thought was. So we thought of those Norfolk museums that we've listed, Norwich Castle is a huge fan favourite. It's a kind of icon of certainly the city of Norwich, possibly the the wider county, but certainly the city of Norwich is an iconic castle. Everyone has memories there dating back from school trips they might have taken. And, 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 you know, we went as children and now we've taken our children. And as they've grown up, we've been probably hundreds of times, haven't we? Fabulous place. Never had a bad day out. And and like um, uh, DJS Polisher said about Strangers Hall, you see something different every time you visit. And that's incredible, I think. Um, but we thought it'd be better to talk to two people about things that are happening at Norwich Castle because there's lots of exciting stuff underway, isn't there? Yes. Um, who lots. are far better placed than us. Um, so we thought we'd have a chat with Anna McCarthy, who is Norwich Museum's Children and Family Programmes Manager, and Dr Rosie Gray, who is a curator of modern and contemporary art at Norwich Castle. How fabulous! I know, oh, I know. amazing jobs. Um, and we also, we, we did it in situ. We did for the first time. We have ventured out. <laughs> you are, to be honest, so since we started the podcast in January yeah. 2020, we were m- we mostly in lockdown. Yeah, we? We, couldn't, we couldn't go out anyway. <laughs> yeah, so and this, so yeah. We, we conducted a lot of our interviews virtually, and we thought um, in order to add a, another layer, a dimension of interest <laughs> to what we do, possibly <laughs> ill advised, we'd go out and about and do some of our podcasts in situ so that you, our yeah. fabulous audience, could get a bit of a, an understanding and appreciation for the actual atmosphere. Yeah. So now you'll hear every door bang, car going past, plane overhead, and all the other sounds in between. So we're here to out and about today. We are, yes. <laughs> Once we've left the confines of enjoying Norfolk HQ, and we're at Norwich Castle. And if you can hear an echo, it's because we are in one of the gallery spaces. And at the moment, it is waiting to be transformed um, which we'll perhaps have a little talk about later on. But we're here with uh, Anna McCarthy, um, who is Norwich Museum's Children and Family Programme Manager, and also Dr Rosie Gray, Curator of Modern and Contemporary Art. Uh, is that Norfolk Museums or Norwich Castle only? Norwich Castle, Norwich yeah, Castle. specifically. Fabulous. So thank you very much for meeting with us today. Um, Lovely to be here. Good. <laughs> um, Anna, we'll start with you first. So perhaps could you just explain for our listeners... Um, just a little bit about your role and, and what you do with Norwich Castle. I can, and uh, um, it's interesting, I think, just like everybody's experienced, life has changed so much recently, yeah. so um, the trajectory we were on um, in terms of what we did at Norwich Castle and how the castle was has changed. Um, it's not yeah. just to do with COVID, which we all know about, but also we are in the middle of a um, multi-million pound National Lottery Heritage Funded yes. transformation here at Norwich Castle. So that's had a, a massive impact on what we do and how we do it. And of course, COVID has riptide, uh, riptide it across <laughs> and um, really changed how we do things, which is great 
in terms of new opportunities that it's brought, um, doing more outreach work, doing more partnership work, um, really exciting things going on. Um, as part of the big build that we've got going on here, we have an activity plan which is your, your listeners can't see this, but I am holding my fingers two inches apart. There's that many pages on it. Um, so we're, we're working our way through the activities, which are kind of the central premise of that, is that we're really re-establishing and re-identifying Norwich Castle centrally as its identity. So a lot of the programmes we're doing are about really helping people to understand the heritage of the castle, um, as well as us being very busy. Yes. planning for what the future of it will be as well. So and did the did the, the build start before COVID? That's what I was going to ask. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Was it was it was it planned? So you, you talk, talked a bit about the Royal Palace Reborn project, which yeah. is a big transformation. Yeah. Was that always going to happen or was that was it happen, was it happening and then COVID happened? It was happening and then COVID happened. It's actually been in development a long way before any activity began. Yeah. So um, you tend to go around, certainly with large sums of money, several rounds of funding. Of I feel like I've been thinking about it for some time now. <laughs> um, so yes, and it was, um, in fact, um, we devised a big programme working with um, Sadler's Wells and National Youth Dance Company and some of our local dance and movement companies called Fight or Flight and that was designed to celebrate the keep as it has been before it closed and that took place in um, October 9, 2019. Goodness gracious, Justin. <laughs> lucky, very lucky. Then there came some lulls, yeah. uh, as, as you might expect. So I think it's been, it's interesting um, what we've been experiencing here, but um, worldwide there's just so many changes at the moment. So, and of course that affects everything we do as with anybody else definitely um, a massive kind of situation of just change flux. massive change yeah. um, in terms of my own particular role just to come back to your question <laughs> um, as I mentioned reasons for why it's different now um, but essentially we'll be um, working with very clear priorities about what we want to offer to our children and family audiences yeah. um, so there's you know we're looking at things which are um, inspired by our permanent collections, temporary exhibitions, partnerships with other museums. They, they could be um, um, national days such as Heritage Open Days. So we're actually engaged in a number of different levels to create, hopefully, um, a kind of a, a, a large programme which is really meeting all of our audience's needs yeah. um, with all the diversity that they bring and, and the responses to that that are required and appropriate. Um, and that can be holiday programmes, yeah. lectures, yeah. workshops, um, we have some amazing art clubs, we have some amazing yeah, you do, yeah. night clubs, yeah. which is yeah. of course linked into our Keep Activity Plan, but that was um, actually in the process before. Um, we work, um, we try to be quite progressive here, we've had some video work where we've been exploring, working with some of the galleries and, and Rosie's works and other curators about how do these works make us feel? Yeah, that's um, really, it's really good to tie it all in, isn't it? It the, really the gallery is. collections. It really and, is. And, get and bring it to life. Bring yeah. it to life a bit yes. so that it's sort of, it, it's bringing history right up 
into the present day, if that makes it sense, is. or, you know, it is. so it's relevant now. And, and I think it's about um, helping people to understand history, but our agendas are a lot broader than that, so we're very much linked into the wellbeing agenda, you know, supporting people's life chances. We know that people who take part in cultural opportunities have better life chances, so it's really quite a, a complex and very valuable um, array of drivers, if you like, that we're thinking of when we devise our programmes mm -hmm. and how those people will access them. And of course the first point, point of anybody participating is engagement. Yeah. How do you engage somebody, how do you help people to understand this is for me, or I have a relationship with that. Yeah. So I like the idea of a bus, um, and you, could, you want to take someone somewhere and yes. expect them to come here, you need the bus to go and pick them up and bring them there. Yes, so yeah, really thinking yeah. about what, what is going to connect and inspire these people to see the connection, the relationship, yeah. the value of what we offer here. It's just at the very beginning, I think, of that. Um, it, like you said, it's just making them aware that, that it is for them. That's right. I think not even exploring yes. that, but just so that they realise that it is something that 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 door is open yes. to them, and yeah. I think, and and I think, particularly with Norwich Castle, obviously doing the kids, the kids and family thing is so busy. I mean, um, so important here. I think a lot of children's first experience of the castle might be a school trip. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. you know, and it could be their first experience of a museum. Yes. As well. Yes. yes. And that it forms part of their compulsory education is critical. Mm. So um, I'm, I don't work with schools programmes, they're some of my colleagues, mm. but um, we have schools in every day, they're immensely popular, mm. and they're an opportunity for children whose backgrounds may not bring them to the museum, yeah. they come with their school, and our responsibility then isn't just about meeting curricular requirements, that's a given, that's what we'll do. Um, it's much broader than that, so it gives them a chance to see themselves in a different way, have an experience they might never have had, yeah. revise their relationships perhaps with their peers or even you know, um, other people in their classrooms um, where they can um, be out of the box. They and, go home and, and tell families. if they aren't perhaps being taken to museums by their families and they, they go do. and tell them about it. They do. And you know, they could come. And then, and, and then yeah. given tickets to come back with their family of without course, cost. Yeah. We yes. receive those. Yeah, we we yeah. Yeah. Have been to, yeah. It's a critical <laughs> thing. And, and even if you are a family that would bring your children to these types of uh, cultural places and yeah. take part in these activities, it's just the spur, isn't it? It just makes it happen. So thinking about what the barriers are with their financial, just being aware, um, whether they're language barriers, social economic background barriers, thinking about what they are and how we're going to approach those is really important. And really important now, obviously, I suppose, as well, with the cost of living crisis, yeah, more than yeah. ever, you know, to make sure those barriers are so important. as low as possible. I Absolutely. It's such a wonderful place to come to. It was a go-to place for us with... We could be in tens, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And most events as but well. But we never tire of it. This no, is the no, wonderful no. thing. We never no. tire of visiting. No. And I hope our children don't either, because there's always something new to discover. And I know that sounds super cheesy, but it's true. I think it's that. <laughs> there's always something new to discover. And there's also, you're developing all the time as well. So this is the object. And you're moving. So it's almost you kaleidoscopic. You see it and interact with it in different you're ways. seeing it differently in different ways. There's new stories, new refractions every time that come out so um, it's endlessly fascinating and a bit yes. like people are endlessly fascinating because you're the lens if you like that's that's um, telling that 
creating that particular narrative. It's a, it's a co-creation. It's between a given person and a given object. And I think that chemistry, it's like between people. It's not static, it's a fascinating is it? It's very dynamic. Thing. It's such an exciting thing. I think when you're in these spaces and you witness that happen uh, with people, then you realise why you do. I'm going to ask you about keeping it real. Yeah. Um, because that's something that you've been involved in I would imagine quite a bit. <laughs> yes. And something that's very, very current now. But I was also it going is. to say before we before we touch on that, just going back to the last point, Norfolk Museum seem we, we're very lucky that our museum service seems to be very um, very dynamic and there is always something. We, we, we've had so many fantastic exhibitions to Norwich Castle but also the other Norfolk Museums yeah, as well. There's yeah. always yeah. something going on, new initiatives, it's, it doesn't just stand still, it's very much, you know, been wonderful the transformation of the attitude towards museums in the last kind of 20 years or so that they aren't just dusty spaces yeah. that they are interactive they're hands-on they're turning digital um we recently went to the national maritime museum in greenwich didn't yeah. we yeah. and yeah. oh my Amazing. goodness me yeah. absolutely astonishing i learned so much yeah. from the interactive <laughs> digital displays it's amazing but yeah it just it's so wonderful to see all of that and, and obviously keeping it regal is another yeah. brick in that you know, that step forward. That's right, yeah. There's, um, there's been a, a range of um, projects and programmes as part of our Keep Activity Plan. So, mm. of course, the very visual thing that everybody sees is the build taking place, yeah. but it's, it's very much about people at the centre of what we do as well. So, um, the build's taking place, but it's so that people have enriched experiences. And um, similarly with the Keep Activity Plan, it really is about, you know, engaging more diverse audiences, making sure that this money which is coming from the lottery fund is really enabling as many people as possible to engage um, with what we're doing here and to participate and to be an active participant mm. to feel it belongs to them all of these things mm. um, so keeping it real has been a strand of that and um, interestingly the the kind of aim really was to have a range of city-wide events that raise the awareness of the royal heritage of Norwich Castle so then COVID came along, we had to think, okay, how can we go and plan around the city? I'm not really sure. Um, so um, this has been in the planning um, since last autumn. Um, and the being able to, we knew when it needed to take place um, and to cover the Queen's Jubilee weekend, etc., etc. So um, as many other organisations have, we decided we were going to create a citywide trail. Yeah. We knew that that could be um, participated in. We knew people could be outside. We love a trail. We do. We love it's, a trail. It's no secret so. we do love a city trail. There's, basically, yeah. That's right. I mean, there's more strands to it than that. That was like the basic kind of um, framework, if yeah. you like. So um, this opened last Friday yes. in line with the festival. Yes. Um, and it goes across nine sites across the city centre. Yeah. Each site tells you a bit about the nine centuries of Norwich Castle. So since 1121, when King Henry visited, and the castle was ostensibly finished. Um, um, tells you about that, but in the interim, we've been working with creative groups across the city. Um, so I think um, being royal and being regal is a very interesting subject. Um, I think our, our sense of what that is in this country is really changing at the moment. There's an awful lot of change afoot. And of course, it's been different all through centuries, geographically, etc. So the kind of, yeah, the geopolitics of what being royal means, etc. has a huge part 
So we're very conscious that it's potentially a sensitive issue and people have lots of diverse opinions about it. So we wanted to build into the trail a kind of a, an attempt at a democratisation about what regal is. Do you need to be royal to be regal? I was going to say yes, because I imagine if you ask a lot of young people, they'd probably say, well, royalty today is what the Kardashians I know, exactly, well, um, I know exactly what they say, because our climate with young people is saying, it's Marcus Rashford. Oh. It's Harry Styles. It's Greta Thunberg. Actually, it's my nan. Because she defends us, and she's the leader of the family. So um, they're just eliciting all these things. So... Um, um, it was challenging to work in an in-depth way with schools, with mm. the pressures on them, etc. So we've worked quite broadly with communities. We've worked with UEA drama students as part of their year two outreach project. Okay. We've worked with a lot of groups with the garage who've been a fabulous partner of ours and we've worked with previously. So we've worked with lots of groups who've got profound learning and physical difficulties. We've worked with over 50s contemporary dance groups. We've worked with break dancers. Um, okay. So each poster that you go around, as well as some text, has a QR code through to this creative activity where these groups have been asked, what does being regal mean to you? And they've just come up the most amazing things. It's been so thrilling to see. And I love the way you bring all these other people together and groups together yeah. to do these well. As well, it really it's underpins, really I think the castle really does have a special place in Norwich's well, obviously in Norwich's history, but just yeah. in Nor even in modern Norwich, because it's so iconic and visually, it's almost like the heart of the city. Yeah. And so I think, um, you know, I think to this this whole project and this whole build is really, it's giving an opportunity for a, a wider reconnection <laughs> with the city. I agree. It's, it really feels like it's part of the recovery of the city. Yes. So, um, and we're really thinking about people's well-being and all the things that that means, you know, um, being connected, participating, um, being active. Um, and feeling important, feeling part feeling, of something. You feeling recognised, yes. that there's that recognition there. And people have been so excited. We've had a, this amazing photographer work with them. So we've had about 300 participants all have their portraits taken with their crowns on in various different guises, which you'll see with the posters. They've done some amazing, amazing works with that. We've created a trailer which has been screened at Cinema City. Yeah. Which we love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinema cities, they've been <laughs> stars. So they've also given us one of their um, film posters outside as part of the trail. So oh, that's gone in there. Yes. And um, just advertising the trail until the end yeah. of it. You'll see before you see your feature film a little trailer of um, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, we're working with the British Museum and Gerald's. We have their shop window for across the Jubilee weekend, okay. a little mini film festival at Cinema City, so, and performances as well that have been devised. So it's got a range of things, but hopefully the trail is the key thing that everybody can participate yeah. in, yeah. Um, and then there's levels for them to when does the trail run into it's on now isn't it it's when does on it run now until? it runs until 30th of june okay. goes from norwich castle the cathedral cinema city st john madam market Jowls, the garage <laughs> all the way out we've created a green walk all the way to the sainsbury center yes they're there and sainsbury center we've been working with them they've um, created a keeping it regal inspired display called sacred sovereigns 
and we've got a site-specific performance that we've devised within the exhibit this evening. Me. That's too. more culture than you know most people get in their lifetime in that trail, <laughs> I would imagine, isn't it? It's, 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 it was just <laughs> trying to work the most favourable way where we could maximise participation. Sites as well, though, yeah. from a point of view of community importance and historical importance, yeah, you know, that is seriously just going around yeah. quite high yeah. level, isn't it? Really, going around Norwich as well. <laughs> Introduces they might be familiar with the castle but never have gone to the garage before mm. with yeah. the children. They might, you know, say you're they might have gone to Jowards before but never been to the Sainsbury Centre. So you've got yeah. a legitimate brilliant reason to go there and to feel it's another way of connecting these disparate things for people. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> That's an understatement, I'm guessing, from yeah, Andrew's yeah. reaction there. <laughs> I've been a little busy. <laughs> well, we are really excited. We're definitely going to explore that trail because oh, we, totally. I think I yeah. personally, I mean, I agree with everything you said that trails are a great way to really connect and explore a place, connect with and explore That's a place right. in, a, in a, a kind of multi-dimensional way and yes. no more um, is that important as, as well in the post-COVID world. Obviously, it's outside, fresh yeah. air, but yeah, also yeah. most of the time, and in this case, it's free. So it's budget friendly, yeah. which is it really crucial It had to be free, well. there had to be no barrier to yeah. participation. Um, there are physical maps, yes. just coming down to basics, yeah. but on our first post trail we've just tried to explain how to use a QR code because it's another barrier and, it, and you might say, well everyone knows how. Actually they don't, because yeah. we have experience of that. It's not, of course. It's not yeah. there, so yeah, yeah let's let, learn how to do that. That gives Actually. you access to a number of other things <laughs> and um, yeah. So it's, no, it's really it's, good, isn't it? really, yeah. I think great just, way to start summer. Yeah. Great way to start summer. I would just say, as well as bringing the people of Norwich together, we've got a fantastic community of, of um, cultural and other institutions as well, mm. and the partnerships that we've had mm. and the uh, collaborations that we've had is just kind of a yeah, testimony to how strong that is in this city. So important um, for Norwich, isn't it? So important. And it I've really always is. said we punch above our weight in terms of culture, um, which links back to our historical importance. We it's a, a super do. important medieval city and yeah. I think that to, to bring that right up to date and to not exploit it because that's the wrong word but make the most of it make the most yeah. absolutely why shouldn't we, why yeah. shouldn't we? absolutely you know? and yeah. I think once, once you get the chance often we're in our offices busying etc but this really gave me the opportunity to get back out into lots of various different places and you know what people are doing are amazing what they do at the garage is amazing yeah, um, yeah. the students at Notre Dame High School um, you know each time we're going and coming away with full hearts yes. it's like yeah. So much to enjoy, yeah. so much to be proud of. One last thing, <laughs> and that is um, a big thing when we visited with our boys were the buckets, where you put the things. Yes. Do they still exist? With the little buckets you take around, they, they set, most certainly they do. do. <laughs> there are some things we change, but it's not going to be the buckets. Buckets <laughs> were great, they were really good, they really just they the ones yeah. that yeah. love interaction with. Lovely the tape measures and their little magnifying yeah. glasses. Ours would be like, they'd just put everything in them and be like, <laughs> they'd leave yeah. some stuff for the other <laughs> children. <laughs> we, um, we tried to kind of um, just change them up so they've got their, the basics that you'd yeah. expect, your familiar favourites, but also just add thematic pieces in so mm. they'll be 
yeah. such a cute a idea. surprise yeah. regular yeah. surprises yeah. they do yeah. love it and again you, you're you're in aren't you once you pick up your bucket yeah. you're in yeah. your official visitor you've got jobs to do yeah. you've got measuring to do and looking to do and it's all going to be fine yeah. <laughs> oh thank you so much it's fantastic thank you it's lovely to speak with you Introduce sort of your role here at Roger Castle and tell us a little bit about what you do, what you've been doing, what's yes. coming up. Yes, absolutely. Um, Anna is such a joy to work with. It's been really <laughs> fascinating hearing about the enthusiasm is tangible. Absolutely <laughs> fabulous. Yeah. Um, so my, it should be. absolutely. My role is connected very much to Anna's, um, but my responsibility is for the collection, a part of the collection specifically. So I look after um, part of the art collection. And my title is Modern and Contemporary Art for people who might not be familiar with those terms. That basically means 20th and 21st century. So um, I look after, uh, well, the art collection totals over 25,000 works. We have um, three curators and that all look after a specific section. Um, and so my remit is everything kind of post-1900. Um, Goodness me. Yeah, it's, and it's a public collection, so I was just thinking about what Anna was describing, you know, it is ours, it's, it's for communities, it's for the city, it's for the county, um, um, so it's, um, yeah, an amazing collection to work with, and we're still collecting, which is really cool. Okay. That's, that's, that's so exciting. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, how much of it is actually out on display? Yeah, because we always, it's, yeah. Like, it's so interesting, isn't it, when you visit museums and so much of it, it only a small portion yeah. is ever yeah. on display. I think it was interesting hearing Anna's kind of, um, you use the metaphor of a, of a kind of person and, and you're changing and the kind of objects remains, but actually I see that from a different position, you know, the kind of objects change and then you need different visitors, different moments, there might be a particular work that's relevant at that particular point in time yeah. or yeah. Um, you see different connections and if you, you know, the more you speak with people, the more you read, the more you interact with your audiences, um, different connections and points of contact emerge. So it's thinking about those things, and that's really kind of what a curator does, essentially, is, you know, select, um, and often that can be in collaboration with audiences, it, it could be in collaboration with colleagues, or as a result of a particular project, or working with a particular artist. And so for audiences who come to the castle, what they're seeing is... A relatively small proportion, yeah. but that changes, changes and it all, continues yeah. to change. Yeah, because I'd be, I'd be like with that sort of um, collection. I, I, I'd you go just to where. It all out. Well, <laughs> yeah, here you go. Uh, three be, million objects. Yeah, I'd go to wherever it was stored. Do you like? Oh, I've never seen that bit before. You know, I've never. Have you seen all of the bits in the collection? Yeah. Bits that I have responsibility for—the <laughs> diplomatic answer, isn't it? Um, no. Um, in terms of obviously the broader collection, no. I, you know, we, we are all responsible for a different section. But I, you know, I like to think that I, I know the collection. Because are I'm you ever surprised when you kind of pull something out? You're like, my goodness, this Picasso. I've never seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not Picasso. I don't know. Cotman or something. But <laughs> it's interesting. I think what I'm constantly surprised about is um, when you're speaking with colleagues and they'll bring out a certain object, and then you, you know, you do realise. My gosh, you know, I haven't actually seen that on display. You know, I've only been this well, coming up to three years now. Um, COVID kind of was a strange time in between, wasn't it? You have to yeah. kind of count up the years. Yeah. Um, but um, 
you know, for me, I'm still discovering stories. I'm still discovering narratives. Of course, those are, you know, they're never ending. Um, so even, you know, one object um, that always shifts. Absolutely. And tell us about, so there's something exciting coming up of yes. the world we live in. Tell us about that. So the world we live in, um, the full title is The World We Live In, Art and the Urban Environment. Mm-hmm. And this is um, an Arts Council collection touring show. So it's an exhibition that's been on display in Leicester and it's come to Norwich and it's going to be available to see here in our spaces in about three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and the show itself, um, it's an incredible collection, the Arts Council collection, um, amazing works, um, kind of over 8,000 in total and there's over 30 in this particular show, um, 20 of them contemporary work. It includes artist films, so one of the films in the exhibition is just to warn you, is over 80 minutes long, so there are sofas, there are chairs, you can make yourself at home if you're planning your visit, um, but there's also sculpture, painting, and it's, I suppose, exploring in the very broadest way what cities mean and to us today, um, thinking about the urban environment, yeah. different people's experiences with the urban environment, and how artists have responded to that. So, you know, thinking about noise, pollution, um, uh, crowds, uh, migration, architecture, all those kind of different facets of the urban environment that we encounter in our daily lives. Um, and it's really interesting kind of thinking of Norfolk as, you know, because it is largely a rural county, but yeah. our urban centres are really important. And exactly as Anna was describing earlier, you know, that idea of kind of cities needing to do something different now. Um, yeah, I feel that's a really important question that we all need to be thinking about going forwards. Yeah, definitely. How they can connect with the... The change that's affected the human population, yeah. I suppose, yeah. and how they can serve us and how we can interact with them to, to kind of evolve and move forward, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's going in now, isn't it? And it's yeah, so it opens to the public this Saturday, the 21st of May, mm-hmm. runs until early September. Fabulous. Right. How exciting. Yeah, yeah. Come to that we'll one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, hopefully, we might get yeah. a little sneak peek in a bit. Oh. might be too tricky a question I don't know but do you have a favourite piece <laughs> or yeah. pieces or what's or what's been the sort of your favourite thing that you've that we that is in Norwich Castle or, or an exhibition you've been involved in or mm. do you have a favourite um, yes and I, I do get asked that question quite a lot as a curator and it's um but it's a fascinating one because it actually makes you think about Gosh, do I have a favourite? Um, the answer is no. Is it like children? You can't pick a favourite. Exactly. I think there are works at a particular time that you find, you know, really thought-provoking. And there was a, a recent painting that came into the collection um, just prior to my arrival as, as curator of modern contemporary art um, by an incredible artist called Lisa Neisenbauer. And it, the title is Sunday in Brooklyn, or that's a shorter title. Um, and it was acquired in response to a body of research which revealed, and this is common, sadly, across uh, the, you know, lots of museum collections, um, that there's a real discrepancy um, uh, with work by women artists. So it was around 7% at that moment when the research was done, a few years back now. And this painting was a, a contribution, if you like, a, a kind of... Obviously, you're not going to solve all of those issues mm. with what an acquisition, but it really started to try and change in, in thinking about those sorts of... Mm. Um, biases within the collection. Yeah. So interesting actually because we recently went to the um, Scottish Women Artists exhibition yeah. at the Sainsbury Centre uh-huh. and what was so refreshing, absolutely you're, you're so, we are so used to seeing exhibitions where almost all the pieces are by male artists or sole exhibitions by male artists and it's 
perfectly, and no one ever sort of questions it, do they? Yeah. And to, to see this body of work by all female artists, it was extraordinary, and just to realise how um, how valuable their contribution has been as well, you know, particularly to contemporary art. But we're going back as well, you know, it's really, yeah, so it's really interesting. And you, you mentioned you still, they're still increasing the collection. Absolutely. I, um, it's interesting because I, you know, talk a lot with audiences, deliver a lot of events. Well, kind of pre-COVID we did, obviously we're, we're, <laughs> we're doing more going forwards. But they're always really surprised that we've got a collection of 20th and uh, contemporary work, artwork here at the castle. Um, and, you know, we've got some uh, really kind of, um, I suppose, kind of, thinking about the kind of 20th century as a whole and those names that really stand out I'm going I'm Warhol, Jeff Coon too, exactly um, and so I think you know I feel that part of my role is actually introducing audiences to that collection why we're collecting yeah. why it's important for museums to not remain static yes. to move forwards and to think about the future mm-hmm. and so when you're entering information about a new artwork into a kind of you know it's a, it's, a, it's a database essentially but what you're thinking about is not just who's going to see this in a year or five or ten years time but 100 150 200 yeah. and when you start thinking about it in those terms of course we've got to collect you yeah, know we've got yeah. to keep that going yeah, yeah. no that's a really inter- that, that's a really interesting way of looking at it actually that yeah, because we also, well, personally, we were fixing the now and thinking about mm. that. But yeah, absolutely, we're thinking about the visitors to Norwich Castle of, you know, 20, 50, 70 years' time. Extraordinary. Yeah, when our kids bring, their kids perhaps, in. yeah, their kids oh, yeah. along yeah. to the castle as well. Gosh. And they'll see bits that are the same. We've <laughs> all seen all the way through. Yeah. But then all these new... But then we also have, you know, kind of permanent display. So that's when we put a work of art on um, display for a kind of longer period. So the world we live in that I described earlier, you know, that's a temp- what we call a temporary show. Yeah. So it comes for a specific period. But it's really amazing to see that kind of relationship that forms between our audiences and a particular work you know if it's taken down for any reason if we lend it to an external organization and it's not there you know lots of our visitors will question where is that work you know what's happened to it so it's really nice to think that there's actually there's that relationship that kind of connection um that kind of sense of of coming to visit because of a particular artist or a particular work yeah it's interesting actually i always notice the space in a museum display when a, a piece is out on loan. Yeah. And it's a really strange feeling. It's like, you know, you're looking around the exhibition and there's just a notice that says this piece is out on loan. Yeah. And it's like there's a space, a void, a gap. And I think that in itself is quite an interesting thing, actually. It's quite strange. Yeah. 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 Fabulous. All very exciting. Well, we're looking forward to a little perhaps sneak peek of the goings on in a moment. But before we leave it here today, we are obliged to ask, aren't we? We are. Yeah. <laughs> as as a podcast about Norfolk. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll start with you. So, um, what are your favourite things about Norwich and Norfolk? It's a very hard question for two <laughs> reasons. Yeah. One, that I love Norfolk so much. <laughs> and two, I don't want to tell anybody my favourite spaces because yeah. it's going to get really busy. It's going to get really busy. I'm, I'm really torn here. If you just I give me a moment dilemma, to struggle with my conscience. <laughs> You just have um, to mention another one. Okay. So, so, what I can tell you, <laughs> um, I absolutely love the beaches and um, yeah. I'm often going after work in the summer to swim and holidays. I've been known to get quite bad tempered with people if they want to go home before the sun's gone down over the dune and they're still suffering. <laughs> I'm like, 
what sunset are you, rage. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. the, the contract class, we make breakfast, lunch and supper, and we don't go home until we've had all the things. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, slightly linked to that, and, and definitely, possibly, I mean, this could be my favourite road in Norfolk. Mm-hmm. Um, and because... <laughs> um, and because I'm just yeah visiting the coast so much, um, um, the other my other thing that I'm going to be difficult about is can we not go home the main roadway? Can we go home the pretty way? And the pretty yeah. way is the byway to Sustard, which um, runs from if you come up the hill from Shang Mokrom and I can't remember the name of the road because I don't go on the big roads. B one one something goes straight over, and you literally it's like. It's like a drop in music. You, you go into it, it, it drops through the wood and through the trees. Then there's this ancient forest down one of the side gates of Felbrigg. And then it just wends it, its way through the most beautiful countryside until you, until you get to Elsham, really. Yeah. And you go past fords and you go past cattle and you go past beautiful things. Nobody's ever on it. It has some of the names, and the grass is still just down the middle of the yeah, grass. I love that. Yeah. And because you've stayed yeah. until you finished your supper, it means it's dusk, which means the deer are out, and the hares are out, and the owls are out. Yeah. And oh, yeah, so. like we've walked the whole of the coast um, backwards and forwards and despite going to regular beaches all the time there's all these bits of coast that you've never seen you think you know your coast and I thought I am not going to die not knowing my coastline so hence the, the trudge began. Good for you. Wow, you enjoy Norfolk almost as much I as I do. <laughs> wow, good <are> you. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's fabulous. And Rosie, what about yourself? Well, I just can't even think of one thing. As Anna was talking about roads, um, oh my goodness. So, um, the road, she set the bar straight. High. Yeah, I mean, you know, can, you can't get any better than that, can you? Going in either direction to Yarmouth, which is one of my favourite towns in Norway, yes. Norfolk, to oh, back to Norwich. Um, yeah. Either way, it's a, an incredible experience with those skies and, and yeah. that landscape. Um, I lived in North Norfolk, I'm now in the city recently, and so I feel like I'm discovering Norwich all over again. I, I knew the city, but you know, the plantation gardens, like amazing, yeah. just off yeah. um, yeah. and I could eat my way around Norfolk. <laughs> 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 But my favourite place in Norwich at the moment is Exo Kitchen down near the art school. Incredible restaurant, doing amazing food. Um, so yeah, I really would encourage people to visit and to eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fabulous. It's going to take some time to get out of Norwich. <laughs> it is. I've got two 
because there's so much to play between. Yeah, yeah. 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 So much to I'm happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> Different routes to take. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for your time today yeah. and all your wonderful. insight and so much to look forward to. We are really excited about this summer. Um, because yeah, we've, we've got yeah. all the stuff going on at the castle. We've got the Keeping It Regal Trail and then it goes straight into the Dinosaur Trail which we're going to talk about in future podcast episodes. So this, and it's just wonderful to see families out and about enjoying Norwich and learning about it and connecting with the city. It, it really floats our boat. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you so brilliant. much. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going into the um, main, we call this like our main exhibition space. Yep. Hi, Kate. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely. So this is the space where a lot of the kind of like touring, touring Exactly. Yeah. So we tend to change this space kind of maybe twice, three times a year. Yeah. Um, and that's for several reasons. It's to give audiences um, obviously a kind of variety in terms of content. Um, sometimes the shows will relate to our collections. Sometimes um, it might be a particular artist that we're looking at. Sometimes, you know, it just could be a particular theme that we want to highlight and focus on more. And if you can hear, this, listeners, the drilling and everything in the background, it's because this, the exhibition is literally going up as we speak. <laughs> it is. So. Which, is, which is interesting, because yeah. you don't normally get to see this. No, it's so much work. It is. So, so many work. works as well. Um, it always looks more when it's um, placed like this. So mm. ordinarily, in terms of our approach to putting up an exhibition, we work with our technicians, we work with our display teams, our conservators. Everybody's involved in putting a show together. Um, and this afternoon we're actually going to be placing it on the wall. So oh, when wow. I've left you, um, that's the bit where I come into the space oh. and, and work with the team as well. And it's so like your favourite bit when you can stand absolutely. back and it's like... Oh. Yeah, absolutely. We were talking about this earlier and, and for a curator, um, you know, from my point of view, this is when I hand very much over to our team. Yeah. They, you know, are doing an incredible job here. Um, and then it's open to the public and it's for audiences to decide. Yeah, there. I think is the one that's promoting. It is, yeah. It's yeah. a lot bigger than I thought it was, actually. <laughs> um, it's amazing. It yeah. is. It's, it's a work by Michael Andrews, who was born in Norwich, in fact. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and so this particular work is uh, a really incredible to have it in our spaces. We're <laughs> <laughs> just taking the bubble wrap off or something. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so I, uh, it will be placed just here behind you. Yeah. Oh, wow. So this particular show is curated by the Arts Council Collection too, so we work very closely with them as, as a, in a partnership, um, but it's curated by themselves. Um, and in terms of kind of work from our point of view, it's thinking about our spaces in Norwich, thinking about you know how best it works here. You know, obviously we know the spaces. Um, so that's where the partnership really comes in. Yeah. Is that photography? Yeah. yeah, so the Arts Council Collection have an incredible um, documentary um, photography collection. And so we've got a number of works as part of this exhibition. So they're going to be placed all alongside this wall here. Um, so they look at, uh, across the UK, Newcastle, Birmingham, um, really amazing works. So yeah, do encourage them. Yeah, it's fabulous.
That was really fascinating speaking to Anna and Rosie, mm. wasn't it? it Norwich was. Castle. What lovely ladies and so passionate, oh. so passionate yeah. about their about their roles there. Um, as you would be, fabulous. That really came across tonight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm actually a little bit gutted. I've just realised didn't ask them about ghosts. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Missed the opportunity to Next ask if the castle might be haunted. <laughs> but anyway, um, one thing, so uh, while we, uh, actually at the end of that interview, so it wasn't it wasn't part of the recording, but um, we, we continued the discussion uh, ever so briefly before we sort of wound up. And one thing Anna mentioned, which I wish I had recorded now, was that everything they do there is planned from a point of view of um, health and well-being. Yes. So all the events, all the family activities is how much benefit it will be for the, the health and well-being of the community and that's yep. that's such a, a modern and fantastic way of looking at the way museums are within the community such i love a great that core yeah goal of ethos whole, kind yeah. of thing yeah absolutely yeah. i thought that was absolutely fantastic fascinating we're really excited about doing the um keeping it regal trail <laughs> we've done a bit yeah. of it actually we did a little bit of we it did afterwards, afterwards. yeah, yeah, yeah um, we, we went ourselves out and, yeah and also going to see the um the world we live in art and the urban yeah, environment I'm really looking exhibition. Forward to that yeah I, I love that sort of thing opens yeah. tomorrow this right. goes out on friday the 20th so it goes uh, opens tomorrow it's on until september so you've got the whole summer to see it yeah. and um from the very brief sneak peek we were allowed to see <laughs> probably yeah. for the best yeah. uh, it looks amazing doesn't it it really does yeah yeah, Fantastic. So if you have uh, any comments about Norfolk Museums or uh, specifically Norwich Castle that we've kind of focused on in this particular episode, do get in touch with us. Um, our website's enjoyingnorfolk.co.uk or you can co- uh, connect with us via social media, Instagram, um, Facebook and Twitter. We always love to hear from you. Um, as we said at the beginning, we are going to return um, in a couple of episodes time with a second parter of the um, Norfolk yeah, Museums. Yeah. Um, discussing a bit more about our experiences and visits that we've actually had to um, to the various Norfolk museums because um, we have been many times and we've oh, had got, many we've fabulous got times. We've plenty of experiences <laughs> to all those museums, haven't we? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I think that, that we've got a really diverse range of museums in this county and obviously um, we're also really lucky to have such an active and sort of forward-thinking museum service, aren't we? Yeah, very active. All the events and everything they do. Yeah, really. so it seems to, be, seems to be lots going on with yeah. the museum service. Which is brilliant. Yeah. So have a look at their website, museums.norfolk.gov.uk. Keep an eye on our socials. And um, we will be back uh, in a couple of weeks with another new episode. In the meantime, um, we hope you stay well and continue to enjoy Norfolk and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye.